0: Unreal. Uncensored.
1: dot <laughs> com.
0: Hey, hey, hey. It's 3 minutes past 12. I'm Pumi Shekho and you're tuned in to Womadla. And well, today, this is the problem when you've got three talk show hosts in the studio. <laughs> Everybody is talking. <laughs> but the good news is that, um, girls, your mic is off. My mic is on <laughs> for now, but thank you so much for coming to chat with me. I have Oslebo Ramafoko in the studio, who is media personality extraordinaire. Um, for almost the better part of the past twenty years, you have been part of the landscape. I think in my mind of social uh, activism, social change, and most importantly, see. City. Soul City. That's, where I, that's how I grew up, man. Before it was before the soul parties, before the what? No, no, that Oslebo, you were at the forefront of making this happen, and now you're the CEO of the Soul City Institute. Mega props, big ups to you.
2: Thank you very much.
0: And then we've got Sile who is hosting Rise Talk Show, co-hosting it. Oslebo. When I got this, when I first saw about the show, and I must tell you, every Wednesday, Tuesday night um, I watch TV via Twitter or yes. Facebook. Yeah. So if people are talking about it Hashtag what was Then I tune into it And people have been going on about this rice talk show Going on about this rice talk show and, <sighs> and I'm not home go, and I'm, I'm still at the office mm-hmm. And I One day chase And I'm now watching this thing and these girls and I'm reading up about it, um, TV plus or whatnot, mm. reading up about it. I'm like, oh, this is such a good idea. Why are doing such a nice thing when they're bringing two young girls, teaching them the ropes and passing on the pattern? I thought it was fantastic. And then I read up about you, Kanyu, and uh, NSA alumni. Mm-hmm. Lots of those around, lots definitely, of those around definitely. on our TV screens. Oh. This is your first time on TV? Yes. And how are you finding...
1: The experience working with the
0: (laughs) (laughs) good.
1: I'm working with the best. That's been absolutely awesome. I've learned so much from them. And it's been like, we became a family almost. Like they, they're my mothers. And Lebo will tell me, like she just told me now before I got into studio that, can you marry your hair this time? Uh, It's too big (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. Or Kumoso will shout at me about something else. Like no girl. So it's, it's been absolutely awesome and amazing. And I've learned so much. And it just makes you respect the craft even more. Asla, well, tell me
0: about the concept of it. Because it's, it's quite strange when having four hosts mm-hmm. on it. And moreover, like having these very experienced ladies on the one side. You and Hobarton could have just done it on your own. Why did you want to bring the girls in i li- I like the fact that it says intergenerational so mean okay. nice skills so
2: great first, you must speak to your boss. You must be home on Tuesdays at six o'clock to watch <laughs> us. I mean I think it just shouldn't happen. <laughs> well that's the problem you know find another business that can make you be home at six at at six p m on Tuesdays. But on a more serious note, I mean, I think um, we must ask ourselves first, of all, what does RISE want to do? Mm-hmm. And RISE support a movement of young girls that Soul City initiated, young women between the ages of 15 to 24, which in this country and in sub-Sahara Africa are the most affected by HIV. Mm-hmm. So if you look at our HIV statistics, when you look at children who got it from their mothers, Between males and and boys, uh, uh, males and females, the the statistics are almost similar. Then you get to 15 and 24. Young women are four times Mm. more likely to be infected by HIV than young males of their same age. And we need to ask ourselves, what is that reason? And a lot of research has been done, and you find that young women in that age are facing a lot of what we call structural issues that put them at risk. Issues like poverty, gender-based violence, a, a, a limited access to resources, etc. So we, we, we started this movement because it was about nothing about young women without young women. But we also understood the power of media and also understood that for for a long time, these issues were really not put on the agenda. And when we did research with young women, one of the things that young women have told us, even on Twitter, for the ones that are viewing RISE, who are not part of the research that we did, they were saying, oh, my goodness, we we, we cannot... We are not having spaces to discuss these issues. So intergenerational, apart from us telling our age that we are probably now <laughs> young at heart, but probably not so young in
0: age. As we you can see, <laughs> <nake somebody laughs> kiri
2: This one. Yeah, no no. Banaba Luka. Baba Luka, luka. Ba. why yeah. <laughs> No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so
2: <laughs> the, the the issue here is we wanted to role model what we want to happen in communities. We want women of our age and older uh, to speak very openly about these issues. In all honesty, the issues that young women are facing now, they may be a little bit more complex, but they may also be appearing in different ways. For an example, at our age, there was no social media. Nowadays, somebody can take a nude picture of you and shame you. Hmm. So I'm just making... But in fact, issues of the place of women in society... Women and a whole lot of issues have been there even before, and we thought, you know, let us have a conversation, an intergenerational conversation. So, and can you, did you care?
0: Did you care about these things before you you found yourself in
1: front Most of Most definitely. It? That's why when I saw the brief of the show, I went, I have to audition for this. Because young women, we have to be given spaces to speak about this. It's something I've always wanted to do. Even um, prior to the show, the theater shows I did at NSA were always about feminism and giving young women a voice. So, yes, I did care.
0: And. So now when you're sitting there, cause I then binge watched.
2: Okay.
0: I, <laughs> I then <laughs> sat and I binge watched four episodes in a row. And uh, mm. yesterday's episode, uh, I'm deep down mm. because that's one of those, well, when I, the first thing I turn to is, is Sistoli mm. when I buy that boner. Mm. It's the first thing I turn to. But I, I think that the having the conversation around secrets yeah. was, was so nice. Because mm. how do we live on Mabarona? You know, we don't really have. And when you say you wanted women of your age mm. to have these conversations and you've got a daughter that's 23,
2: yes, 23 now. Yes. And,
0: and, you know, do you, so do you sit at home and have these kinds
2: of conversations with your daughter? Well, my daughter is married now. And one of the shocks that my my <laughs> son-in-law has is the fact that my daughter and I discuss everything. Every, everything, you know, when, when, when my boyfriend, because I'm still unmarried, says something completely weird, my daughter is the first person I, I, Mm -hmm. I call, you know, and say, oh my goodness, you know, this is what happened, you know, Mm -hmm. and my, my son-in-law, in in fact, was the first person to comment about how easy it is for my daughter to speak to me, but also how I also just speak to, 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 to my daughter. But I want to say this to you, it doesn't come easy. I think, as you rightfully said at the beginning, I have been in this for a number of years. But even the first time I found out that my daughter was having sex, I had to swallow a a heart. (laughs) So I'm trying to say, you know, we we cannot... The issue here is to role model and encourage, but we cannot say out there that it is an easy thing. Mm. And this process really, even with them, start with... Clarifying your own values as an older woman about some of the values that you never know. You know, so for an example, when I, when I struggled with learning that my daughter is having sex for the first time, I had to ask question myself first rather than What's have a knee jerk. Where does this value that young girls cannot have sex? Where, where do I get it from? It's creeping in my head. Where does it come from? How did it get? Uh, 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 to live rent free in my head, mm-hmm. and it was unpacking that, you know, it was unpacking how I was brought up. It was unpacking the fact that even after two, two children without being married, you still go to places where they are saying sex before marriage is a sin. Mm-hmm. You know, and you like, you know, in fact, I'm being a, a hypocrite here. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody around me has kids without being married, and I mean, uh, 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 since the version Mary, you know, we all get them the same way. You know what I mean? Nobody can say <laughs> I drank water and nine months later a baby came out. So you, it's, it's a constant, I believe that kids are the best classroom. And if you are conscious enough as a parent, they push you to confront your insecurities. And I think that is why we shout as parents. That is why we shut them down. That is why we don't want to hear. It's not because we know it better it's because we are bloody scared,
0: and for you Kenny, has has the show made it easy for you to talk to
1: your mum yeah you know, no, you know what with my mom it's always been easy. But it's made it easier with my grandma Because she's the one Yeah, yes like <laughs> so, But I've always liked provoking her with it Like I remember the first time I learned about um menstruation at school My grandma totally freaked out Like, oh my word They're teaching them about periods Now she's going to know about sex and whatever So now we'll be watching the show And I'll be like So I'm going to talk about sex next <laughs> Let's start the conversation at home So it's just, yeah It has made it easier. But
0: I like the fact that the the topics are also not just always about HIV and and that kind of stuff. You know, you're you're talking about money. You had the thing about the money, um, which I absolutely loved. You know, it's like, wow, you know, we're teaching these young girls. I I love that about the topic.
2: So how did you decide on the topics of the show? Well, through research, um, you know, as I said earlier, when you talk about the social and structural issues, ...that affect young women. It's not only sexual and reproductive health. Mm. It's also the totality of being an individual. So we see the show as a toolkit that really deals with a whole lot of issues that through research young women were saying we wish we knew this or we had skills to navigate this or we kn- knew how to do this so you know money was one of the major skills i mean when you ask young women and and it's it's scary i must say i still get scared to see how we have ingrained in young women that a man is a ticket to your better life? In that episode, mm. if you watched, mm. my mantra was, Ba'na di Banka. You know? So we come from this patriarchal belief system that says the man is a provider. Mm. Now, I, I, you know, I know that can open a can of worms. And I'm mm. saying, you know, and we know where it comes from and it can be a long debate, but that's not the point. The point is, how do you empower young women to say, in fact, with your own money, Even if you still believed that the man is the head and you believe that you are the neck or you are the toes. Mm. If you knew how money works, you are in a better position. Mm. Regardless. And we are not saying, you know, be independent so that you hate men or whatever. And I'm saying, for me, it is about once we start not questioning some of these values and beliefs we start disempowering young women. So you are sitting with young women who are telling you in research when we st- talk about uh, transactional sex and sugar daddies who are saying, in fact, it doesn't have to be a lot of money. A man can have unprotected sex with you because they can buy you 50 runs at a time. Mm-hmm. And you are saying, what have we done with our young women to not enable them that when they dream of a car, it's not about I can trade sex for getting a ride in your German sedan. But they can say, I can get the German sedan myself. So that their sex is a choice. And they are therefore better able to negotiate safer sex. Because if Ureki waka 50 randa, your negotiation is under the table. (laughs) (laughs) In the bed. Well, somewhere. <laughs> it's outside, next to the dustbin.
0: And can you, what would you say you have learned from the experience? So now, uh, we're only on TV, you're only seeing it an episode at a time, mm. but you've had the full experience. You've yeah. shot all the episodes, yeah. you've had all the
1: conversations. What have you learned? I've learned mostly that young women are more powerful than we think we are. We have so much power. And um, there's so many institutions that almost force us to undermine ourselves. You know, you're always told, yes, the man is the one who's above you. You're always taught that, no, you can't do certain things. You're just a woman, whatever, whatever. Well, but you like, also
0: told that? You know, I, I, this is one of the things that, because the show is called Womanza, so we're always talking about women empowerment. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I'm always asking myself, Hore, as I'm talking to younger people too, mm. do they have the same in their minds, the same kind of... You've also always been told that? You've also
1: always told that? It's true, actually, because there's one part where you go to school and you go to other places and you're told, no, women are powerful. You start reading up on powerful women, you know, and you have all this information about things like feminism, and it empowers you. But there's also some parts where it's your culture and it's your religion. And when you go there, you're told that, no... You are, a man is more powerful than you and will always be, you know, when a week or be a humble little sweet thing, don't, you know, so it's, it's, it's coming from two sides and it's two very different messages. So it's up to you to like choose one and go with
2: it. And, and, I was like, but again, you know, it's not, it's, we are sending young women mixed messages. A lot you of mixed messages. We, we did an episode on, on body image and you know, have I missed that one? well i'm not too sure whether it's it's past or coming but it's the point past. is past it's past mm. okay so th- the biggest issue with that is the fact that the diet industry as an ex- as an example it's not about health it's a it's a big money making scheme okay but what we are saying with that billion dollar industry is the fact that in order to be a woman this is how you must look like And the image of what you must look like by for women is not defined by women. So by the time the young woman walks out of the door from home, they have had so many images that are trying to say to them, this is how you look beautiful. And what does it say? It says this is how you will be happy and this is how you will be successful. What it does not tell them is that almost every image you see there has been photoshopped. So how do you even feel that you can conquer everything and you've got power when even the way that you look and how you are and how you are born mm. is such a subject of contestation? You know, oh, so you know, you, you say that and you've
0: just reminded me of, of when I was watching the show and you were talking about and I thought that was such a an, an emotional um telling of who you are that Ously, I mean, when we see you, you are confident. You are speaking about all of these things, but when, we were, when you were talking about the full length mirror, I thought that was oh, just. Please, if you if you don't mind, just sharing the story of the full length mirror at, at, for for our listeners at home as well. But just to also share with us why that knowing all of the things that you know that
2: still was a thing for you. Yeah. Okay. So when I was eighteen, I got alopecia. So alopecia is an autoimmune condition where I lost all of my hair, all of it, all of it, everywhere in my body. Other people have, I, I have what they call alopecia universalis, where I don't have hair anywhere. Other people have alopecia areata, where it's some patches of hair that that, that you lose. And, you know, you are brought up as a woman where, in fact... Even if you did not speak all your life, how you look like is what you are told matters more. You know, like, you can be as dumb as they come, but you must look a certain way. And that message is drummed upon you from your family, from media, from everywhere. But everything, you know, even right now, friends and, and strangers are not, uh, you know, um, afraid to say to, hey, you know, it's like, it's, it's normal conversation. We, we say that, you know, oh, you've picked up weight. You know, um, so it was very difficult. At 18, I'm a young woman. I also live in an environment where these messages, you know, are punted at every corner of the earth, you know. And now that as black people, we have money, we are now getting into castric bypass, you know. Like, it does not (laughs) matter who you are. Everybody just wants to fit into this image, you know. so, So, losing my hair was traumatic. But over and above the trauma, which I think anybody who has, you know, uh, had any other, you know, uh, condition feels, is that you also then have to go out in the world and be brave, you know. And and, and I think I managed that. I think personally for a long time, and, and and I credit a whole lot of other players in my mind, I made up my mind that, because I, I noticed from a much earlier age that I'm, I'm actually not dumb. You know, I'm, I'm actually a very clever girl. I actually, <laughs> you know what I mean? I then decided that, okay, so what is going to happen is my education and, 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 and what I stand for is going to be the most important thing. But even in doing this show, I actually realized to be saying it wasn't the most positive way of dealing with like the episode yesterday, my shame it was almost shutting myself up as a beautiful woman because I do believe that not only am I brainy, I'm also beautiful. Allah. You know what I mean? A- and I shut that out because I felt the rationalization as a teenager and a young woman was, I cannot be as pretty as what society tells me is pretty. Therefore, shut that completely and just concentrate on one thing. Concentrate on being but smart. It, yeah, but in it's... fact, we are balanced... And you can be people. Both beautiful and, smart. and in fact, I am as a fact, not that I can be, I am, but I never looked at myself that way. Yeah. So, so, so in, uh, and, and I, and I told the truth, I'll have a half mirror. I'll have, but I, I, many people have walked into my house and noticed that there's no full full length mirror, you know? I never even fitted clothes in so, a, in a shop. So,
0: So, you know, sometimes turn to jive in front of a mirror so that you know what you look like. How I You, you <laughs> do those
2: things. I was just confident I could dance, but I never <laughs> did that. Okay. No, no. All I'm saying, but, but, Shut but, but no, the, I, I never did that. You know, I would, I, you know, so I would look at my face because you must look presentable, and I would, and in fact, for most part, until my daughter got alopecia because she's got it too. You know, even the, the 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 act of dressing up and whatever and putting on my wig was a was a very painful thing, but a pain in secret. You know what I mean? Where you almost like I really I really don't like this. Mm. And the very first day I went out of the house without a wig was the day my daughter had to go to school for the first time because she got her alopecia in the the end of two thousand and one in December. So January 2002, when she went to school, she had no hair. And as I said, parenting is the biggest school. I thought to myself when I put on this week, what am I communicating to this girl? Do I really want to say to my daughter, go to school and be brave when I'm you not brave? So mm-hmm. that was the first time I went out without a week. But I've not been comfortable with it. You know, because I then went back to wearing the, week. and me and her have that conversation. She's never won a week. She's the most beautiful, um, um, uh, uh, young woman, um, uh, I know. Um, and, and basically, you know, that was her journey, but she understood where my journey was as well. So it was quite open. And in fact, doing this show was another moment where I was like, "Hi, hey man, you can't not practice what you preach. You know, you can't talk about these issues. And it was it was a huge step to then experiment with doing some shows without a week and doing some shows with a week. And and Khamuso Matsuniani and 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 and, and, and Liseedi Emuche, who was the producer, said to me, It doesn't have to be an either or, but the intention must be what you are comfortable with. So my intention was that I am going to be the full person that I am. Sometimes I wear a wig, sometimes I don't wear a wig. But I was never going to go out to the world and pretend and, and keep that as a secret. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That people don't know and people don't understand. And because I'm not talking about it, people are also, even Kanye and other younger presenters are even not sure whether they can ask me, why don't you have hair? You know, <laughs> because if you hide it, even the people around you, I then not sure how to approach it. So to be honest to my co-host, to be honest to myself, to be honest to the, to the audience, this is what I decided. And I am wearing a wig now. And, you know, and, and I, and, and, and I absolutely love wearing it. But when I feel like not wearing it, I don't wear it because that is the totality of who I am.
0: And, and what have, um, what have you, Kanye, learned as Watching this whole experience, going through all of the, the sharing, going through all of the learning, what do you what do you think you do differently now from before?
1: I think now I realize that whatever issues I have, I am not alone, that the most confident woman has had it, and it's just it's so it's so liberating to know that and it's so liberating to be able to right now I don't hide things as much as I used to I'm not carrying the shame that was brought on me by other people or by myself I'm just like you know what this is who I am yes this is the issue I'm going you know through right now and it's okay it's fine it's fine to have issues and you don't have to carry them alone it's okay to come out and speak about them you know and it's just it's it's Such a wonderful experience to be around women and be able to say, you know what, I'm actually not comfortable with this. Because I've also shared parts um where I'm not comfortable or issues that I've had on the show. Obviously, because it's such a personal show, and that's it was so difficult in the beginning. Because it's things you are taught that no, don't talk about that. I mean, you're going to embarrass and yourself. And then when they, this is your first outing out on TV. People must yeah, see you, and you and know, you they and... must, they must. I mean, you're. I mean, every almost every TV personality is presented as perfect. They are perfect. They don't have any problems. They're okay. And then comes the show. And I was just like, so you want me to tell people (laughs) everything? And then you get to that stage where you're just like, you know what? It's okay. Because in you speaking about, um, something, you're encouraging someone else to speak about it and be free as well. And then it's just this shared bond that's, that makes women powerful. Because it's no more like we are hiding anything. It's yes, this is who we are, and we have power to be ourselves, which I think is absolutely important. And
2: it's different for everybody. Mm. And I think, I mean, listening to Kanye speak like this is is very powerful in a sense that the, the tendency we have as older women is that we want, even when we are having problems, we want to all present an image that we are so perfect. Yeah. And we've got all figured out. And that was the commitment with Komatsu and I to say, oh my goodness, we don't know jack, <laughs> you know, in terms of navigating these issues, you know. Because, I mean, you know, when you talk, when when you, if, if you can think back, sometimes when you talk to your mother about sex, you know, let's say you fell pregnant at 20 or whatever your issue is, the response from parents is like, how could you, as if they did it better, as if they had all the answers when they were 20, as if they made no mistake, as if they are the epitome of perfection. Mm. And in fact, the truth that we can all own as older women is that maybe we have learned how to mask it better. But in fact, we are no different. And for me, the honesty is not about because sometimes we think we are telling the truth when we say don't do like what I did but we (laughs) never unpack what is don't do like what I did oh so is it don't have a child have sex but don't tell have don't have sex you know don't have a child which part are we talking about we don't help young women appreciate the struggles we went through and as a result we are not empathetic to their journeys too yeah
0: Empathetic to their journeys Speaking of empathy to journeys I, I also want to chat a little bit about um, The experience of the career You're completely starting out In your career Aww. In media and, and also having had so much background in it but, um, Let's take a break And when we come back we're going to chat a little bit more about careers
2: Hello? Hi Dave from A1 Builders in Pretoria yeah. It's Dan, I found your number on the internet And I need you to build me a room The purpose of which I cannot disclose What? Fine, it's a sunroom Can you start immediately? It's 4 a.m.
1: I'm sure it's 4 a.m. somewhere, Dave, but here in SA, it's 10.
2: You mean USA?
1: There's more than one Pretoria out there. For the quickest and most efficient way to find what you're looking for, start your search with yellowpages.co.za or download the app, Yellow Pages, for local, reliable results.
2: Keeping it on yeah.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, you're listening to Amanda. We're keeping it real. I have got Oslebo Ramafoko, CEO of Soul City Institute with me and co-host of RISE Talk Show along with her co-host, uh, Kanye Sile Mazibogo. Gonna have to the Twitter handle, at Zanga is the Twitter handle for Oslebo, at Kanye underscore, underscore
2: maz,
0: maz. M-A-Z. Yes. To tweet the girls. And we're chatting about RISE. We're chatting about intergenerational difficult conversations. So, <laughs> so, Uh you have been in this industry for 20 years. 20 odd years. 20 years, right? 25. 25 years. Mm. You've been oh. a media... <laughs> personality tour de force. and But you changed from coming from the NPO space and now you're the CEO of this huge organization that is Soul City. And for Kanye, who's just stepping out, starting in the media industry, what are your shared experiences that you can share with her that say, you know, this industry, so as a woman, from woman to woman, what are the things that you've learned in this industry that you think should be well valued to know upfront before again
2: so in a lot of ways i was very fortunate because i've not just done media because i wanted to be on television or i want to be famous which is where many people start i did what one could call media with a purpose mm. so you know um even when i did something almost similar like a uh, rise I was at Take 5 as the agony aunt, you know, talking to young people about uh, sexual and reproductive health and rights. I've also worked as the senior manager for media and then the executive for media at Soul City, really producing the Soul City drama. And for me, um, it, it was always doing media for a purpose. So some of the things that I see that young people believe they have to do to get in the media space saddens me, you know, because... I think one of the things that I can share with Kanye, and fortunately, I think I shouldn't be too worried, at least, is the fact that, firstly, for any career, forget media, it's best when you do something that you you really believe you are gifted in, but it's also what you believe is your purpose. and And, and it may seem a little bit odd, you know. But I I do think that um, uh, for me, even in the conversations I have had with uh, both my children, is for them to really help them ask themselves, what is my intention with doing what I am doing? And the reason why I talk about it is that I think when I, because, I mean, I think Soul City has worked with as, as, as many production companies as there has been in South Africa. We have seen as many young people... And we have worked with as, uh, most of the South African stars that well, we have. Well, thirteen seasons. Worked is not with. It's not a joke. It's not a joke, including Soul Buddies. But you've almost always seen those young people who would probably say, "I am willing to pay any price to be on your show." Firstly, it's not as sexy as it looks. It's a damn hard work but it it's damn boring so when you see you
1: <laughs> know when you see a young
2: woman boring i, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, it's, it's, it's hurry it up and table. wait you've got to so let me tell you something you are seeing this is the reality particularly for young women young women who get taken advantage of who could offer a whole lot of things mm. to get a cameo role And when you are on set filming a drama, it's a hurry up and wait industry. You know, you get there, you know, and it's like, cut, wait. No, we are changing land. No, we are changing that. You know what I mean? It's not as glamorous as when you are imagining it sitting at home. The people who make it are people who respect that craft Mm. and are very diligent at it. And unfortunately... Uh, of the 80% of people that we have seen in the 20 years that I have been at Soul City, is that the ones that are over eager are the ones that you can see, and I'm sure other directors will tell you, are just not going to crack it. And they are the ones that are basically going to tell you, listen, I can do anything for this. But we are seeing it for many industries. And and, And I think what saddens me is the fact that we also have in other areas a culture where it says, particularly when you are a young woman, if you are willing to do some things, you may get the job. And, and we've got enough desperation that we see that happening. But in terms of careers, like can you, what are you passionate and what are you good at? Another issue about careers is that we've created a culture where we say you could almost come in and earn a load of money. You know, and have all the bling necessary, and some people are are doing it, and they are they are making it, and 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 I, I, their life away. Look, I mean, that's fine, but unfortunately, the majority of the people are going to have to be much more realistic with their dreams. So often, and I, I really have a passion for young people. I I work with young people, even when they are telling you their dreams, where it's like. You are not able to manage 500 rand. You actually don't know how to manage 500 rand. But your first dream of what you want to do talks about you getting 5 million rand. So how are we going to translate you being able to manage 500 rand to manage 5 million? And it's because so many people, and that you mainly see with young men. You know, it's like, I've got... So you almost sometimes watch young people and say, what is this hurry... And this pressure coming from to make it and make it so large when you are very young, you know, what has happened to I'm going to start small. And and, and when you people are so desperate to make it large in a short space of time, they also don't have an appreciation for failure. And the best things that have worked in the world, even. People uh, like Steve Jobs that many people idolize really failed and failed a number of times. We're told no a number of times. And I often engage from a career point of view with young people that failure, that starting from the bottom, that, you know, doing the menial tasks. And right now, as CEO, I also have the opportunity of being an employer. And you can almost see somebody who can make it by just watching their attitude to what they consider menial work. And you know, you know, so somebody who gives as much passion as stapling papers to the other jobs that they think are important, you can see who's the winner. Mm. Because skill is one thing. Sometimes as an employer, you hire for attitude. You're like, yeah, man, this person is going to work hard and I'm going to bet in this person's corner. You know, other people, you just look and they're like, oh, sham, hurry, oh, okay, stay plenty, it's four o'clock, I'm going home, sham. <laughs> Let us sit with the papers. <laughs> I'm not up to We're that. Tomorrow. You know what mm. I mean? So, so, I think it's, it's, it's about understanding that world of work, understanding what you are gifted at, but also in some instances, I think being very, um, practical, you know? So, perhaps you may not be the the big star and all star of what you want to do but in fact perhaps you can do something else much better that you never even considered and that is where maybe not practical but pragmatic that's what i'm 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 i'm, I'm talking about
0: mm. and favorite moments when putting together the show I and mean, we we've spoken a lot about the things that we've learned and i, I like the fact that you're saying like, even for you Oslebu, as you are but as you are a guru at the at the top of this career 20 years down the line you are still learning things as you were putting together this show what have been your favorite moments putting together this show
1: man it's when we all get to just sit down together and just connect because before we did the show we went for um a getaway so that we can have a team building type of thing so that all the hosts could know each other and being able to speak to Sonyane and Remur Ramafoko like here yeah, and being like, being able to be real with them and have honest conversations with them was absolutely amazing. And one of my favorite moments actually is when I came to the audition, um I came to the audition and Lebo was speaking about sex and my first thought was like, <laughs> This because she just said it, she came in, she was like, Mother sex is nice. Why are we hiding it from these kids? I was like, Whoa. <laughs> no, <laughs> Did mama. She just say that no <laughs> mama. No, mama. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it. It thrilled me so much that she's she she they didn't put any fronts with us, they didn't mask themselves at all, they went, this is who we are and we, I mean I appreciated that so much and it was absolutely awesome so every time we had an opportunity to connect with them, it was an absolutely beautiful experience and also, I mean, watching the whole thing come together from people backstage and to seeing it at the end product was a phenomenal experience mm.
2: Yeah, and for you as Lavo? yeah i had a a slightly different uh, experience i think understanding what this show wants to do and being at the head of soul city for a long time doing this show i think until halfway i thought to myself don't i have enough headaches do i really want to also co-host the show because, you know, we've we've done drama. Drama, you write a script, you test it with the audience, you know how they will react, you come <laughs> back, you change things. And by the time it goes out, because Soul City has such a rigorous research process, you also know, you almost know how people are going to react. You've mm. tested things and you've had a, a thing. In this show, you know, we were saying, be as honest as you want to be. And I was sitting there and I was like feeling like, oh my goodness, I've given myself... Twice the responsibility now I can't shout at anyone when the show does not deliver on their mandate because I'm sitting on the chair you know and, and, and it was quite concerning for for a very long long time you know um, about it. I think right in the middle, when I also saw the you know how everybody was just seeing the show changing them. You know, mm. I was like, I think we are on to something. But my moment was watching it. My moment of enjoying this show was watching the f- because I watched the first episode with such a critical eye of yeah. saying, OK, let's just watch this damn thing and think whether it has worked. And I must say, I was double excited. I was excited by the fact that, you know, we were talking over each other. <laughs> I was excited by the fact that we did not have too many limitations around what we can share. I was excited by the amount of work we took into building the team, as Kanye is yeah. saying. And I was very excited about the two young women we t- selected from the many that came for the auditions. You know, I, I was re- I was like, yay, man, every element here, you know, has worked because often When you do this show, you know, in order to make it, you are sitting there and it's like, okay, maybe maybe that episode we could have said that, oh, guys, no, you went five minutes longer. So the burden of saying, oh, my goodness, is this going to work? Is this going to work? Is so much when you are in my position because ultimately this is this is not the property of labor amofuku this is the property of soul city mm-hmm. but ultimately it's for the young women out there so you 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 are feeling like, oh my goodness did we do it justice but when i saw it i just like a, 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 and i mentioned they're talking over each other for for a deliberate purpose one young person on twitter said oh my goodness they speak just like real women not mm-hmm. all of this made up poppy dolls Waiting we see eat- on yeah. TV, you yeah. know, where it's so crafted that you know, it's like they don't go to the toilet. I was like, that's <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's <laughs> it. We wanted to talk like we talk.
0: And and the rest of the project. So the the talk show is one part of, of the project, those levels. So there's the talk show and then there are when I first read about it and then when, when I saw even on the side is it feels like stock fails. Like, yeah. It feels like mini stock fails that yeah. you then have Around the country yeah. And I also like the fact that you, you shoot some of it And bring it into the studio with you yeah. How does the rest of the project Pan out then So if the talk show is the anchor All of the other stuff that you're doing with it
2: All the other stuff is the anchor The talk oh. show is the support Okay <laughs> yeah. we've, got, we've got nine In fact we've got over a thousand Clubs or stock fails as you put them Uh, In six provinces in the country, they are priority uh, districts in every province, mainly in informal settlements, where young women between the ages of 15 to 24 are really marginalized. And in a club, there's uh, between 10 and 20 women, and we support them with a curriculum. We support them with training where they deal with the various issues similar To the way that the talk show does it, but much more in-depth. And we encourage them as young women to link up with other resources in their communities, but also to take up community uh, uh, projects. So one of the things that, I mean, for an example, um, um, you know, young women will say to you, our biggest problem is the fact that we don't think that we can uh, access Uh, Contraceptives Because of the experience We have had at clinics The RISE clubs have been Able to basically uh, Go as a group and say listen We are a group Uh, These things are our right The government has made them available We are here to ask for information. And in one instance in the Eastern Cape, the information that the nurse gave them was actually not correct. And one club member said, no, 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 but we've got information here. Mm -hmm. This is what our (laughs) club material is saying. So therefore, and and she was willing to concede that, you know, the information that she had given them was not not correct. In another instance in KZN, surprisingly, and we've got an, an episode that's going to be coming on, is many young women. A larger proportion of young women than young men are bringing up children alone. Now it's either they are their own children, but in a number of instances, it's also because the parents have died. So there's, you know, we, there's many young women out there. And in KZN in particular, this club identified that amongst themselves, there were young women as young as 17 and 18 who were living with younger siblings with no other adult. And what they managed to do was to basically collect money amongst themselves and start doing food uh, parcels every month for, these, uh, for their fellow club members. But interestingly, the one woman when we were at the um, AIDS conference recently who was sharing this experience said to me, to us in the room, in fact, she said, you know, because Rise is a brand, we even went to spa. We didn't have to produce a letter. We just had our T-shirts. And they identified Rise TV show with Soul City because they had seen it on the media with our clubs. And in fact, Spa in their area has agreed to give them some groceries for free for the you know, so it is it is it is about building movements. Mm-hmm. It is about understanding that no amount of love yourself, do it for yourself is going to help a woman who is feeling alone against the world and against so many issues. And that women, when they come together, they can actually be a force for good and they can support each other. So these women are really a support system for each other. In one area, in in the free state, in clubs, the young women said, you know, we would be in high school and we would just not really care about the young women. In fact, we would be part of cliques. You know, there's a popular clique, there's a rich clique and whatever. But now that we are in this club, we feel we are a support system for each other, Mm. you know. And when you listen to young women, and, and I think that is the thing that we don't see often in the media, and I wonder if even Rise has done it sufficiently. We don't fully appreciate the circumstances that some people at our doorstep in this country are experiencing. You know, when you are sitting with a young woman in a club, She looks like other young women, bright, whatever. And she's saying, you know, I'm looking after my mother who's dying of cancer. And my father has just abandoned us. And there's four other young kids. And I'm dealing with looking after this mother, dealing with my own sense of loss of losing a mother, but worrying daily. What are we going to eat? What are we going to do? You know, you, you sort of say, oh, my goodness, had we not been in this club, I wouldn't have known. You know what does I the, mean? Does that make you, so
0: you as the CEO of the Institute and you, label who has worked for social change for so many years, when you sit in that environment and hear those stories and hear the impact that you're making, does that make you smile to yourself to say you're living your purpose?
2: I know at Soul City I'm living my purpose. I I I know that I am in the thick of... Where I think the little bit that I have can make a difference. What I, so do I smile? I smile for a little while. Because quite honestly, sometimes when you've done this, this long, you say to yourself, Oh my goodness, can I get a little bit of good news? Can I not walk in communities and face these issues? Who's listening? Who's watching? Who's here with me? You know what I mean? And, 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 and then you remind yourself, then you hear some positive stories and it cheers you up. But it's a luta continua. It's not yet Uhuru. Not mm. for many people. Mm. And, and, and because we also work in media, I sometimes watch what we have in media and for the most part, it's almost wants to say, Oh, we have arrived. You know, and I sometimes say, Oh my goodness. I wish we were telling these stories a lot more because mm. sadly we haven't. We're far from arriving.
0: But we still have the voices. And for you, Kanye, having had this experience, having met the ladies that you've met, having having learned what you've learned through the series, what makes you, when you go to bed at night, what makes you go, I think I'm making a difference?
1: I don't... I don't think I'm making a difference yet. Yes, I know there's a little bit of a difference, but like Oslo mentioned that there's just so much that needs to be done. In fact, I go to bed like, okay, I need to do more. It's not a I'm content with myself, oh, my word, I'm so happy I'm doing this. Obviously, I'm happy I'm doing this, that there's something I'm doing, but it's just the I need to do more. There's so much done. There's so much more that needs to be done because when you meet um, – young woman from rice clubs that's when it becomes real and then you realize i mean there's a saying that says that um the loneliest woman is one without a close friend and the rice clubs have become the close friends for so many young women around the country and it's absolutely amazing it's become the i mean rice has become the close friend to me because we all have this one support system that's uniting us all you know and it's it's Absolutely a movement of so many young women empowering themselves, but there's so much more that needs to be done. There's, people are suffering out there. You know, you might be sitting there at home, you're okay, you have a roof over your head, there's someone who doesn't. And it becomes so much more real when you get into the depth of it. So it's definitely a going to bed like there's so much more that needs to be done.
0: I'm glad you think there's so much more that you can do. You're only 19. You've got a long way 20 ahead. Of now. You. 20 now. <laughs>
1: 20.
0: Can we get that right? <laughs> 19 and a few 20. months, which takes us <laughs> <up> to 20. <laughs> <laughs> you're not 20. You're, just, you're almost there. But to feel that way, I think it's, it's quite, it's quite amazing. I also love the fact that the, the show, the tag for the show is Unchain Your Voice. I love yeah. that. I love that because we're on radio here at Cliff Central. And Oslewo and Kanye, thank you so much for coming and having this conversation with me. And, and sharing your experiences of the world and I really hope that all those young women that listen to us I was blown away at the show at what the show is about and what it does and I, I truly believe that just like here at Womandla where we're all about you know we're, we're about the unheard voices we're about the unheard voices the the. Really the Wumandla to you too and Wumandla to rise. And I definitely will be watching. Thank you for coming and chatting with me.
2: Oh, it's a pleasure Thank for you. us. Awesome.
0: We're back again next week. Uh, it's Wumandla always Wednesday. I'm Pume and you can get hold of a rise talk show. There's a hashtag, hashtag rise talk show. It shows on Tuesdays on SAPC one at six, six o'clock. o'clock and you can catch more of these fabulous ladies and the scandalous conversations (laughs) that they tend to be having. See you next week.